Paul writes to a small group of Christians in Thessalonica some powerful life-changing words. Rejoice always, he writes. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's, the will of God for you in Christ Jesus, our Lord. The word of the Lord. This Thursday, we will all sit down to our tables of thanksgiving. For many of our citizens, but not all of our citizens, it will be a day of family and friends and food and football and sleep. It is a day that is not particularly Christian. It's not a holiday created by the church. It was actually created by politicians, if you can imagine that. And it is a day for Muslims and Christians and Jews and Buddhists and even atheists and agnostics to come to the table as a nation and be grateful. It is a national holiday. The traditional history of this day stems back to the year 1620, but according to some of my friends who came to the early service, there's an article in the paper that says Virginia, of course, is the first place of Thanksgiving in 1619 at the Berkeley Plantation, and I will not dispute that. However, let me stay with the traditional story. In September of 1620, a group of English merchants financed a voyage to America for 102 men, women, and children. Four of those children were indentured servants, orphans, sent here to work in the colonies. And there was a, clue, a crew of some 25 or 30 people. They sailed for 65 days, just over two months, on the Mayflower. And a third of that group, 34 of them exactly, were Puritans or separatists from the Church of England. So in essence, they were disgruntled Episcopalians. <laughs> they are still in our midst. <laughs> And I am kidding for anybody visiting who's an Episcopalian. <laughs> and the rest of that group on the Mayflower were hired to protect the interest of the investors in England. Now, their original destination was Virginia because everybody wants to come here, including me. But because of an error in their navigation and uh, poor weather, they ended up in New England. They dropped anchor on November 21st, 1620, in what is now called Provincetown Harbor, Massachusetts, which is the hook of Cape Cod. And it was there they drew up the Mayflower Compact to govern themselves, and for a month, Several times they tried to sail south to come to Virginia, 
but they failed and ended up by poor weather having to establish themselves on December 21st, 1620 at what they call Plymouth Rock. That first winter of these pilgrims was devastating. They lost 49 to death of the 102. They survived until the spring of 1621. That following spring, two Native Americans by the name of Samoset and Squanto befriended the 53 remaining settlers, and they taught them how to survive in the wild. So from the very beginning of this nation, we have been diverse. Native Americans and those from England and other parts mixing together and teaching each other how to survive in the midst of their diversity of religion, of language, of race, of culture, of education. We have always, always been a diverse nation. In the fall of that year, after our friends taught us how to survive, Governor William Bradford declared a celebration for a great harvest. And they invited 90 of their Native American friends for a, not a one-day festival, but a three-day festival of what we now call the origins of our Thanksgiving Day celebration. Now, here's what I did not know. The settlers did not repeat that celebration of Thanksgiving the following year. In fact, it would be two years later, in 1623, following a severe drought that they gathered to pray for rain and then to give thanks for a steady following rain that came. Governor Bradford proclaimed yet another day of thanksgiving for God's providence through hardship and invited their Native American friends to join them. Now, this is interesting in that it wasn't until the year 1777 or 156 years later that they would have another gathering of Thanksgiving Day. I guess I grew up as a child thinking they started Thanksgiving and every year we had Thanksgiving. That's not the case. That year they met when all 13 colonies would join for the first time in a Thanksgiving Day celebration over our, celebrating our victory over the British, a very painful war in this country and in this commonwealth. Eleven years later, 1789, George Washington proclaimed a national day of Thanksgiving, a one-day event for the completion of the Constitution of the United States. And though he was not particularly a religious man, Washington wrote these words. I therefore do recommend and assign Thursday, the 26th day of November next, to be devoted by the peoples of these states to the service of that great and glorious being who is the beneficent author and of all the good that was, that is, or that will be, that we may then all unite in rendering unto him our sincere and humble thanks for his kind care and protection of the people of this country previous to their becoming a nation 
and in general for all the great and various favors which he hath been pleased to infer upon us. Now, there were those, including Thomas Jefferson, one of our own, who felt that an annual national holiday set aside for Thanksgiving was actually not necessary. But in 1846, 225 years after that first Thanksgiving at Plymouth, Sarah Hale, a magazine editor, went on a 17-year campaign of writing editorials and letters to governors and presidents in order to establish a national day of Thanksgiving. Now, here's here's an interesting thing. Mrs. Hale was the author of the nursery rhyme, Mary Had a Little Lamb. But apparently, when you read the history, Mrs. Hale was anything but a little lamb. She was tough, and she prevailed. It was four months after the victory at Gettysburg in 1863 when Abraham Lincoln proclaimed the last Thursday in November as an ongoing national day of Thanksgiving in response to the end of the painful and horrific civil war in this nation. He wrote these words. I do therefore invite my fellow citizens in every part of the United States and also those who are at sea and those who are sojourning in foreign lands to set apart and observe the last Thursday of November next as a day of thanksgiving and praise to our Father who dwelleth in the heavens. And every president since Lincoln has honored this day that we will celebrate this coming Thursday. So when you read the history, the American Thanksgiving Day evolved. 53 survivors from the Mayflower, along with 90 Native American friends, gave thanks for survival. And other Thanksgiving days came after a a long rain and a drought, victories over the British, the establishment of the Constitution, and the end of the Civil War. So from a historical perspective, The American Thanksgiving Day originated as a response of gratitude after times of trial and tribulation. It was a celebration at the end of times of scarcity and pain and suffering. And it was a time to remember the providence of Almighty God that sustained us through those very difficult, painful times. Now, from a biblical perspective, the same is also true. Thanksgiving, gratitude, comes not solely because of our abundance in the present time, but it also comes because of the many ways that God has sustained us in our times of pain and suffering, our scarcity, our wilderness, our slavery. Thanksgiving, gratitude is chiseled out of the stone of pain. Paul writes to the Thessalonians, give thanks in all circumstances. This is very hard to do. If you're diagnosed with cancer or you're going through a painful divorce or you've lost a child or your husband has died, that's what all circumstances mean. Give thanks in all circumstances? How can this be? How can the Bible ask me to do such a thing? 
For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. It's interesting to mention Christ Jesus for you because he is the one who got up from the dead on our behalf. And in the midst of the crucifixion and of his death and of those three days, we were in pain and suffering and agony as a people and as a world. And yet on that third day, he rose from the dead. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you. We are a people who have resurrection theology. We don't believe in dead things. We don't believe in dead people and we don't believe in a dead nation. We don't believe in dead presidents. We don't believe in dead history. We believe in an open, empty tomb. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you. The children of Israel looked back and remembered, which is a part of gratitude, remembering God's providential hand that led them out of Egypt, the place of slavery. They look back at how God sustained them in a wilderness with no supplies, no water, no food, and led them to the promised land. And that didn't happen in minutes. It happened in decades. And sometimes the pain seems it'll never go away and that God's providence will never come. And yet in our history and in our Bible, it says that's not true. It always comes. It always comes. The power of gratitude is in looking back, not looking at the table or looking at what I may have for the moment, but in looking backwards and remembering how God has been at work in my life, in our lives. And in the lives of others in the world, because God doesn't choose only to bless America, even though this is our holiday and no one else's, our national holiday. And yet God blesses the entire world with God's grace. For there is no child on the face of this earth who does not belong to God. It's not always in the abundance. And some of us will come to our tables this Thanksgiving in pain in suffering and loss, in fear and anxiety, with depression, with addiction, with failure. And yet are you not also called to the table of thanksgiving, not for the pain in the present, but for the ways that God has sustained you all the way through the past and will sustain you even now? Sometimes there is no abundance. And more often it is God's providence in times of scarcity, in times of trials and tribulations. That's when we become truly grateful. With the spirit of our forefathers and mothers, we will gather around our tables of Thanksgiving on Thursday to celebrate this great American holiday. We are grateful for our many blessings. But let us also give thanks for the many ways that God has sustained us in our times of trouble and despair. Paul wrote, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Thanks be to God for this great history we share together in this wonderful commonwealth. Thanks be to God. Amen.